Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You got to just do it, you know. <laughs> it's, they're, they're both really good players, and especially when Russell gets out of the out of pocket, obviously, um, to make plays on the run. Um, but that's that's a challenge that we face, and, and um, I'm excited to, for that challenge, and uh, I know our young guys are as well. Football. All right, Declan, if mm-hmm. if you were awarding a, let's say, uh, I don't know, like an MVP trophy that looked like a Corona Hard Seltzer can to the most impactful player in this Seahawks-Vikings game, who do you think would get it after this game's over on Sunday night? Uh, it's going to be Double J, Justin Jefferson. Okay. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, who's uh, starting to pop off. PFF's number one graded wide receiver, already named to uh, PFF's all-quarter first NFL all-pro team. I mean, the guy's guy's been insane. I don't know where he was in the first two weeks, but now he's here. He slides on the radar a little bit, and then he pops up. Ryan, if anyone you know, anyone. Uh, yeah. Discover Corona Hard Seltzer. Did you just compare yourself to Justin Jefferson there? Is totally that what happened? did. I said you flew under the radar, and then once I arrive, <laughs> I arrive, baby. That's exactly what it wow. is. Wow. It's the only hard seltzer made with Pure Beach vibes. With a refreshing splash of fruit flavors such as tropical lime, mango, cherry, and blackberry lime, Corona Hard Seltzer is a tasty spike sparkling water with a splash of natural fruit flavor that allows you to enjoy the moment. In each can, Corona Hard Seltzer has zero carbs, zero sugar, 90 calories, and is gluten-free. Relax responsibly. Corona Hard Seltzer spikes sparkling water with natural flavors imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Football. Russell Wilson is much like Patrick Mahomes is against the Raiders, undefeated against the Minnesota Vikings. He's 6-0 against the Vikings, including the playoffs. So I really don't see where this is going to change. I mean, they like to throw the ball all over the lot. Minnesota secondary has been struggling this year. DK Metcalf is one of his big targets now. I just don't see where... Minnesota can go to Seattle and win this game. That was that was Keyshawn Johnson from Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin in the morning on ESPN Radio, which you can find also on Score North and 1500 in the Twin Cities. And the national guys, Keyshawn, not believing in the Minnesota Vikings, gentlemen. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff here on this episode of Purple Daily, where we're going to dive into our confidences, concerns, and curiosities about this game against the Seahawks. But... In general, this is this is just sort of the prove it game. Like it's it's a fork in the road game for the Vikings. Are you going to be going down the path of like four and twelve and you're gonna face Aaron Rodgers coming up in a few weeks, or are you genuinely gonna revive your season after your first win against 
uh, well, a Houston team that just sort of imploded and gave up and then got their coach fired. But this is your chance to prove it. Are you here to compete this season or are you here to jockey for draft positioning, Judd? And you know what? If it's the second, not the first, that's fine. Absolutely fine. Because the I'm Houston game, because the Houston team, like we saw it in progress and you sort of said to yourself, hold on a second. The Texans had an opportunity to actually tie that game late and they honestly, this is not hyperbole, did not care about that, that game. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean, see, here's the good thing. That doesn't mean I didn't see things from the Vikings that weren't improvements and things that I liked. Um, this game is going to, this is probably a little bit of a fast forward game in the sense that it would probably be better to have gradually gone. Houston doesn't care. The Falcons, I think, don't care mostly, but they care more than Houston did. And then if you had gotten Seattle the next week, it'd be like, okay, let's see here. Now you go from a team that didn't care in the Texans to a team that's going to care, but is defensively flawed in Seattle back to the Falcons. So just as far as the gradual buildup that probably would have given us a little bit better of impression of things, I think you would have preferred to get the Falcons this Sunday and Seattle the next. But alas, you don't. And again, to me, it's all about key players at key positions making progress. It's not about the wins. And um, I I think if they beat Seattle, it might start to become more about the wins. But that's why this is a prove-it game on Sunday night. And, And we'll see what happens. Right after that game is over, cheap plug, if you haven't already checked out Vikings Ventline the first four weeks, we're having a blast. We have changed the vibe and the production of the show. It used to just be sort of a radio-centric show for seven or eight years, and now we produce it for our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Podcast. And if you want to be part of the show, you can send an email to vikingsventline at gmail.com, and our guy Declan is uh, is screening and, and popping people up into the video with us. So it's been super fun. We've already got some regulars that are joining us. And a couple weeks ago, after the Vikings' third loss to start the season, we had a record number of people consuming Vikings Ventline across all platforms, whether it was the live video version or the on-demand podcast on the Purple Daily Podcast feed. So thank you, guys. We appreciate everyone who has discovered us here, and um, and we and we hope to, to keep things fun and going throughout the season. So without further ado, let's fire up some appropriate tunes here, and let's get into Confidences... Curiosities, football, and concerns. Not in that order. Confidence, concern, curiosity it, it's is fine. the order we're going to go. Any way you want to go is so, fine. And we'll start with Judd. We'll go around the room. We'll start with what is the thing that you are the most confident in on behalf of the Vikings? So when you look at what Seattle has done defensively, and that is not stop the pass a bit. They are last in the league in pass defense. They are giving up on average per game. Mm-mm. 401 yards per game. Oh, my God. They they have the third best rush defense in the league, but because their pass defense is so bad, they are last in the league in total defense because they are basically hemorrhaging yards. My confidence is this. Justin Jefferson's going to have a huge game, and I don't think they can stop him. Now, that, this does mean the Cousins is going to have to get him the ball, but you know what? If Kirk is emboldened and Kirk is confident, Kirk can throw the deep ball really well. Like, that's not a big, oh, man, his arm strength. No, his arm strength's fine. So my biggest confidence, and this does not mean that the Vikings are going to upset Seattle, but my biggest confidence is that Justin Jefferson, who the last two weeks has been spectacular, might be sitting on his, so far, his career game in this one, because I don't think Seattle can stop him. I really don't. 
Dex, what about you? What are you most confident in? I am confident that both these teams are going to score a crap ton of points, and it's going to be probably one of the more entertaining Sunday Night Football games we've seen so far. See, that that right there would make me think that this is actually just going to wind up being like a 20-17 to 17 game because that's how the NFL works. Or even like 13-7. to 7, Yeah. Or just something absurd. <laughs> Goal line stands left and right? God, I hope not. I, I really too, think actually. it's going to be an absolute shootout, kind of similar yeah, to that Vikings-Rams game from two years ago that was on a Thursday Night Football game. I think both these teams can score a lot of points, and it's honestly a season-defining moment for the Vikings if they win they honestly kind of can control their own destiny and get back into it and if you lose well now you're really behind the eight ball and you're gonna have to go into your bye week within a must-win situation so i'm confident that this team these two teams will go in a shootout and if the vikings come out on top it's going to be a a big statement win for them yeah so taking kind of what both you guys said the thing that i am the most confident in once again actually is kirk cousins Hmm. and by extension some of the wide receivers so let me just throw a few nuggets at you here and I threw these out in the Judd's Keys portion of Mackie and Judd, which you can also find Mackie and Judd, the podcast, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, cheap plug. So the Seattle pass defense, they only get pressure on 20% of opposing quarterback dropbacks, which is bottom 10 in the NFL. The Vikings are kind of around the same spot. So Kirk Cousins has faced a lot of pressure so far this year. The Vikings offensive line has not been great, but the Seahawks... Really, only one of every five dropbacks are going to get pressure if they if they go by the first uh, you know four games of sample size here. So he should have time to throw. The second stat: the Seahawks have allowed by far the most air yards on completions, one thousand one hundred eleven air yards on completions. So that's taking yards after the catch out ball from point A to point B. How many yards have you given up in one month so far this year? Over eleven hundred which is more than 300 more yards than the next closest bad defense. The Vikings are third on that list. That's amazing. Like, that is... And then you go yards after the catch, stat number three. The Seahawks defense has allowed the third most yak as well this season. Yeah. So they're they're getting gashed in the air. They're getting gashed after the ball is caught. They can't stop anybody. And uh, and here's one more for you from fantasypros.com, and this is this is a fantasy stat, so it's take it with a slight grain of salt. Wide receivers destroy the Seahawks so far this year. They have been the absolute worst defense at defending wide receivers, according to fantasypros.com. And if you want the actual fantasy number, they've allowed 41.6 points per week against okay. opposing wide receivers. Okay, tell Woo. me, tell me right now. Is is Justin Jefferson in this game going to exceed the 198 that Randy Moss got in October Ooh. of 98 at Lambeau Field? You know what's funny? I He's wrote got down, a chance here, too. I literally have in my notes for this particular discussion. Justin Jefferson on a national stage. Could this be his Dallas Cowboys game, 1998? The Thanksgiving Day. Game, so sure. you're saying the Packers game. Yeah, the Packers game was a yeah. primetime game. It could be. This could be. Now, of course... Seattle has spent the entire week also digesting all of those same stats and is probably coming to the table with some sort of massive adjustment of some kind. They're not just going to stand there and do nothing. But if if, the, if Seattle's pass defense keeps playing this way, this could and should be Justin Jefferson's national star breakout game. 9-204-2. Hmm? Hmm. Nine receptions, 204 oh. yards, Two touchdowns. Okay. That was Randy in Green no, Bay? No, no. He was 198 and I think three Wait, touchdowns. Wait, are you predicting I, a stat Yeah, line? I'm giving you a stat line. Oh. Nine catches oh. for 204 yards, two touchdowns for Justin Jefferson so you can get on Sunday night. Wow. Okay. they can't. I don't think they can stop him. 
I don't think that they can stop him. He's elusive. He can he can go make catches in traffic. These guys are decimated, so they're not that good. Yeah. And and I think once Kirk locks in on you, I think Kirk's locked in on you. So I I think Kirk's going to be I think Kirk's going to go to him repeatedly, and he is a down the field threat consistently, and he runs the old seven route and the nine route. A little football for you. I think he's sitting on an enormous night. And they might lose, but he, he can stop yeah, a huge I, I All those things said, even if that happens, if he goes for nine, two or four, and two touchdowns, I would not guarantee a Vikings victory in this no, game. I wouldn't either. But it'd be fun to watch, wouldn't it? Yeah. And it's also worth noting here, too, just like, let me let me just find this real quick. Um, the Seahawks, are they're obviously undefeated so far this year, and they've had leads. And so some of those opposing numbers against in the passing game have come when they're protecting a lead and like the Dallas Cowboys are throwing for however right. many yards it was a couple weeks ago. It wasn't like they fall down by 21 because they gave up that many yards in the first half. And now Russell Wilson's coming back. They've played. The game flow has been such that they've played with some leads here. So anyhow, I'm just um, telling you, I'm telling you, take it to the bank, the blood bank, but I didn't say, right. I'll take you I didn't to the say bank. write that down. Though. Senator, that's the most important thing. I did not say, write that down. All right. What's the thing you're most concerned about? Oh, this is easy. Uh, Russ, Russell Wilson. And I'm not concerned about him personally. I think he'll be just fine. My question is, how do you contain him? How do you, you're not going to stop him. How do you contain him and put yourself your defense, which is just not good. It's just not going to, to be good. And up front, it's not good. Um, so that he doesn't repeatedly uh, pick you apart. I think that if the Vikings hang tight, so I'm not, again, I'm not saying a win, all right? But I think if this is a close game score-wise, that we're going to see Zimmer's best coach game easily since the playoff win against the Saints. Because that was a game in which he came out and did a lot of stuff that we all said, oh, hold on a second here. This is fantastic. Hunter goes inside. Griffin, the same thing. And... I don't know what the curveballs necessarily would be, but you've got to accept the fact that on your back end, your corners are who are going to be who they are, which doesn't you can't like just switch them out. Gladney and Dantzler and Hill, possibly because he's hurt. Mike Hughes coming back, they have to play, and yes, they just have to flat out play well, and you can get them some help, but not a ton. But up front, there can be curveballs, there can be different things. So my my concern is Wilson's so good, even if you do all those things, can you change things for him? My gut feeling is probably not, but it's going to be an intriguing thing to watch because you just can't come out with the ordinary game plan and say to yourself, I wonder if that's going to stop yeah. Russell Wilson. Is it is it fair to say, so he, Russell Wilson, I, I, think, I think he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think he's going to win more than the one Super Bowl ring he already has. Is he right now at this point in his career and how great of a start he is this season? Is he the hardest quarterback to stop this version of Russell Wilson that Mike Zimmer has faced as head coach of the Vikings? Because they oh, did, they did not face Pat Mahomes. That, that Pat Mahomes was injured last year. Yep, I'd say yes. I'd say yes. I'd say is he harder to stop in this game Sunday than Aaron Rodgers has been at various points? You know, the last six years of Mike Zimmer. I think I think the answer is probably yes. This is very, Mike Zimmer's very close, but yes. Yes, and and you cannot, if you come out here and throw the typical Zim game plan at him, I think he destroys you. Yeah, but Mike Zimmer, like, I brought this but up on Matt Kinja, too. My, you know, there was that game against 
Cam Newton coming off the MVP award in 2016, and Mike Zimmer bottled him up. He threw three interceptions in that game, was sacked eight times. But he got creative, right? And they put a shadow, either either Kendricks or, or Barr on him. So you're, there's going to have to be some sort of creative twist, but you might also just not have the horses to be right, able to, to stop this team. But, I mean, do you blitz more? Do you come up right. with something? Yeah. Like, just some curveball. Yeah. Uh, Declan, what are you most concerned about? I am concerned with whoever the hell has to cover DK Metcalf. I don't care if it's Holton Hill or <laughs> yeah. Mike Hughes or even, and even guys over the top. Obviously, having Harrison Smith back uh, will, will be will be an addition to the defense. But I think DK Metcalf's finally coming into his own. He's he's not like Megatron. He's obviously not on Calvin Johnson level, but my God, he looks just like him. He's a huge athletic freak. I feel really bad, and I have humongous concerns with how the hell you're going to try to slow down arguably one of the toughest guys to cover, and in a guy in a Russell Wilson who can absolutely sling it. So good luck, and I have concerns to those cornerbacks yeah. on the Vikings. You guys remember when DK Metcalf was drafted, like yes. those shirtless pictures that came well, out? Well, and he fell, right? He's like an like eight-pack. He fell, yeah. right? I thought he yeah, was crying he at one point. He fell mm. in like the fifth round, third or fifth round, yeah. and he was. And I think most mocks had him as a late first. Seattle, man, what's going on here? Yeah. Uh, can you name me the last time the Vikings... Well, let me, let me throw out my concern. My biggest concern is that the Vikings do not beat the Seahawks. So if Justin Jefferson goes off... For, I mean, like, historically, they don't beat the Seahawks. Oh, okay. okay. That <laughs> it, you know, Justin Jefferson goes off for 200 yards, like, that. none of this is going to matter. Can, can you tell me the last time the Vikings beat the Seahawks? It's been 0-6, but do you remember the last time that they won a game against the Seahawks? I, I think I might have covered it. You did. <sighs> 2006? Childress in Seattle? They, so that was actually the first of back-to-back wins over the Seahawks. Oh, they won again. They beat Seattle in November of 2009. Oh, that's right. Okay. At the Metrodome in that's that Brett right. Favre season. They won 35-9. Oh. to nine. And then in 2006 is the game where Chester Taylor ran for like a 99-yard touchdown. Yes. In and Seattle. They, yep. And they won that game 31-13. That, that's the last time they won a game in Seattle. That's right. Since then, these are all Russell Wilson games. 2012, they got beat 30-20. to 20. 2013, they got beat 41 to 20. Both of those games were at Seattle. Home loss 38 to 7 in 2005. I remember that. The 10 to 9 playoff loss because Blair Walsh couldn't make a 27 yarder. And then 2018 at Seattle, they lost 21 to 7. And last year, they lost 30 to 20. I'm sorry, 37 to 30. So they just like have an impossible time against this team. And some of these teams that have lost to Seattle have been just better Vikings teams, too. Right. So I think my biggest concern is just, like, they don't beat Seattle. And but it's if, been 14 they, years since they've won in Seattle. But if they don't, conversely, for 2020, Phil, you're not that upset. Yeah. So no, your I, biggest I, concern is actually on your side because, oh, no, the Vikings lost again. How about that draft position? So could I throw – that's why I want to throw a secondary concern out. Okay. My secondary concern is that they win this game. <laughs> Go six and ten, get that out of you, or seven and nine. You, yes, I know where you're going. And they finish, you know, with the thirteenth or fifteenth overall pick or something like that. They miss the playoffs, and they're just like needlessly winning some of these games. Mm-hmm. So now, if they win this game, let me start off with a curiosity because this is my curiosity for you guys. All okay. right, the thing I'm most curious in is if they win this game, what becomes of the season? Because if they if they win this game, it's going to be because their offense exploded almost certainly. It'll be because Justin Jefferson's a star, and and they will be a top five NFL offense. And if that happens, and they are a top five NFL offense, I would then start to expect them to be able to do some damage and maybe even like flirt with. I was going to say the division, but the Packers are so far gone at this point at four and zero. But 
if you win this game, it changes the lens through which I view this season. So we'll see what happens. Which I can't do because the Houston win to me is so flawed, not from the Vikings end, but the Texans loss end. I can't buy any stock yet. Um, Even if they win? Well, no, if they win on Sunday. But here, So here's my problem. Their offense should be. I'm not saying is, okay? So I'm parsing my words here, as they say. Their offense should be good enough to win this game. Seattle's defense is not that good. And the Vikings, again, and I know that the offensive line is is incredibly questionable, especially in pass protection, but the Vikings have skill position guys who could 100% win this game. The defense is so unbelievably bad compared to what we're used to that I think Russell Wilson's just going to kill you. Like I and I don't th- and and you know if you come out with a different scheme which they should or different ideas curveballs maybe you can stop him for a quarter maybe you could sort of stop him for a half but he's gonna adjust he's super smart and so the one thing that we're gonna keep coming to in 2020 that we basically have not talked about since Les Frazier's last year gentlemen is this the defense is off the charts not good. And I don't think it's going to improve enough where where we say, well, hey, it's, you know, now it's really good. So every conversation that we have about Vikings games have to be taken in a context that are that's not normal for Zimmer led teams. Yes, because they come down to. But can the defense even stop a team? Yeah, it's a it's new territory for sure. It's just different. Yep. So what what's the is that the thing that you're most curious about or do you are you still what's the thing you're most curious about? Um I am curious about this against a team who you can pass the ball and I don't even expect this guy to have a huge game. But he's MIA right now. Does Irv Smith catch a few passes? Is is he targeted? I believe against the Texans on Sunday. He was targeted twice if I'm not mistaken. One was thrown like just way over his head, and, and I think they put him down as the target because he was the closest human being to the football. But it was not a target; it was just yeah. a hey, mm-hmm. hey. You know, I, I'm not going to draw an intentional grounding flag by throwing this football. Is Irv Smith involved at all? Because this is the one thing that we all thought Irv Smith, man, potential Pro Bowler. He's got talent. He is again MIA. The curiosity, does he get, I don't know, take your pick, three passes thrown his way, four passes, not some huge total, but just enough where we're like, oh, you know yeah. what, he's back in the game plan. Because right now, it doesn't feel like he's included at all compared to what we thought. Yeah, and I, and honestly, I I think that, I really think this is a Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen game, just based on the way that the Seahawks defense has been carved to this sure. point this season. But I am I am also a little bit perplexed, and maybe we're just wrong. I mean, you watch whenever Irv Smith does catch a pass, it's like, whoa, this guy runs like a wide receiver. But there's clearly some missing chip there or some missing component, route running or something, yeah. that's leading to him not getting the opportunities that, that we think. So, All right, Dex, what are you most curious about? My biggest curiosity is if Kyle Rudolph and Irv Smith can – finally get involved somehow in this game. And I believe, Judd, you had a note that they are surrendering a lot of yards and a lot of targets. I believe two tight ends. I believe we were talking about that off the mic a few a few days ago. And these guys have been mostly non-existent. And yes, it's nice to see Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, and Dalvin Cook. You know what you have in those weapons. But it's like a sleeping giant with Herb Smith. And I think what's yeah. also more puzzling is Herb Smith has just committed some really boneheaded penalties too. Like you can tell maybe he's just getting frustrated. 
And I want to see if these guys can finally wake up because Kyle Rudolph is just some sure hands, but I'm more curious about Irv Smith banking on a really good rookie season and finally stepping up and, and inserting himself into the offense. To Purple Daily in just a moment after a quick shout-out to Federated. Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated's been helping business owners in the state of Minnesota since 1904. Owatonna, Minnesota. Think about that. Over 100 years. One of us based in Minnesota here. And uh, they've also, during this pandemic year, they've been helping when it comes to N95 respirator masks. They donated 18,000 N95 respirator masks to Owatonna Hospital and several outdoor blue lights for Owatonna Clinic Building. Federated employees also donating their time, talent, and financial resources to help our communities here in the state of Minnesota. So uh, that's sort of the summary of Federated Spirit. They're always putting community first, and they're always putting your business first. Go to federatedinsurance.com to take advantage of resources and contact information. And remember, at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. So, yeah, so you guys both are curious about Irv Smith. And tight ends, yeah. That's a good one. Going into next week. Those are the confidences, curiosities, and concerns. Since you did mention that 2006 Vikings win in Seattle, it's the last time they won a game in Seattle. I'm going to quiz you on that. We can fade this music. Mike Holmgren. That wasn't going to be one of my questions. (laughs) I just said it. Mike Holmgren. Who started at quarterback for... Actually, I'll take that back. Two quarterbacks played prominently for Seattle in that game. One of them threw 25 passes. One of them threw 17. I can't remember if one got hurt or whatever, but who were those two quarterbacks? Was Rick Meyer one of them? Rick Meyer? Yeah. In 2006? Yeah. Nope. I think he was out of the league by then, right? Oh, was he? This is for the Seahawks? Yep. Wasn't Hat? 2006 Seattle Seahawks. Hasselbeck? Yeah, Hasselbeck. Hasselbeck was one of them. Yeah. Rick Meyer was out of the league in 2004. Okay, so I was, I was close. I was Cynica close. Seneca Wallace but, wasn't there yet. But Rick no. Meyer's last game with Seattle was 1996. Okay, now I'm... That's a pull. Wow, that's a real pull. <laughs> you know what? Just like TB, man, I forgot it was fourth down, okay? But I'm not going <laughs> to tell you that. I'm not going to tell you that because it makes me look old and bad. You see, this is what happens when you reach 50. <laughs> you pull a guy from 1996 and put him on the Seahawks 10 years after. Um, the other quarterback was more mobile than Matt Hasselbeck. Threw two interceptions in this game. For Seattle, hmm. I don't remember Seneca Wallace. I, that's what I said. Oh, said. Did you? I'm sorry, I said Seneca. Okay, I, I didn't think he was there yet, though. That's what I, I yeah. didn't think he was. Wow. Seneca Wallace, fourteen of twenty five. Iowa State, right? Amazing, Iowa Man. State quarterback. Yes, I believe hmm. he was. I think Sage has wow. talked about him numerous times. Yes. Wow. Okay, who? Nice let's see here. Chester Taylor in that game. He was a 95 yard touchdown. He went for 169 yards on 26. This was his year. Game. This was his year. His season to shine, man. Yeah. Okay, two Vikings. Well, Chester Taylor was one of them. So uh, so two other Vikings were targeted at least four times in the air in this game and were the other two leading receivers besides Chester Taylor. Who were those two Vikings? Jermaine Wiggins, one of them? He caught one pass mm. and a touchdown. but he So he had a pretty good game. Okay, This was 06 still? 06. Mar- uh, Marcus Robinson? How's that supposed to give me my game? Yeah! Bobby, who got cut then? Late Bobby Wade wasn't there yet. He was 07. Yeah. And then who was the other guy that caught four passes? Or I'm sorry. He caught two passes. He was the second leading receiver in this game. Tight end or receiver? Receiver. Um, 2006. So that was Marcus Robinson. Jermaine Wiggins was a tight end. Wide receiver. 
I, I don't know. Uh, Travis Taylor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Who, former who got, Raven? Former Raven. Oh, yeah. yeah. High draft pick. Yeah. Travis Taylor. That's amazing. Arrested, and, arrested with his mother on right. New Year's Eve after the Rams-Vikings <laughs> game on a party bus. Oh, so I'm great. not kidding you. Him and mom, I think we're both arrested. Who started at quarterback for the Vikings? Tavares, right? In 06? No, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson. Yeah. And then Brad Johnson threw one touchdown pass. That game. Somebody else threw a touchdown pass for the Vikings in this game. Yeah, um, Chester. Yeah, wait, wait. It was, was a Chester, Chester Taylor Wiggins play, and it was probably Chester Taylor. I think we. I think I quizzed you guys on that during a random season recall during our quarantine. Yeah, it was. It, 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 it was, was. It was Moelle Moore. Oh, Moelle Moore. Moelle Moore. So yes, he threw dude. it to Jermaine Wiggins, right? Yeah, he must have. Did Wiggins catch that ball? I think so. Okay, I think so. Uh, That's a long time. Defensively, ago. I'm just trying to see here if there's any. Oh man! In, fa- in fact, the storyline of that entire week—that was Steve Hutchinson's return to Seattle after the Poison Pill contract. That's right. At left guard, That's right? Hutch. Okay, yeah, here's good. another one for you. Seven different Vikings defenders had at least one quarterback hit in this game. Can you? I'll give you guys three strikes. Seven right, different Declan. Vikings right. defenders. Here we go, Young Declan, 2006. I was oh, there, boy. but don't expect me to remember this. Ooh, Desi. Are you guys going to agree? I just want to make oh, sure that you're, sure. Are you guys—that's fine. That, that's fine. Yeah, Kenetchu Desi, throw it out. Strike one. All right, Ted, you go. I, this is not Kenetchu Desi did play in the game. He did not get to the quarterback. Kevin Williams. That's one. Um, who was the so Udeza would have been? That was before he got sick. I think. I think he would have mm-hmm. been the right end at that time. Who was the left end on that? Was Ray Edwards there yet? I'll give it on. I don't yep. know Ray Edwards there yet. Okay. Ray Edwards had two quarterback hits. He might have been game. a rookie that Judd, year. Would, uh, would EJ Henderson have gotten there yet? Uh, oh yeah, one. yep, definitely. Yep. Good one, uh, right. Greenway. That's the last. I'm gonna I'm gonna make you guys actually like say final answer for the other ones. Greenway, okay. Chad Greenway. No, 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 no. Because oh no, he got hurt. He got hurt. He got hurt. Good, good call. He got hurt in the exhibition game, first one against Oakland. That's exactly right. Thank you. Um, and there, by the way, there's six of them. There's six of them. I said there were seven. There's only six. Okay, so who you would, guys are halfway home. Um, would. Dex, do you think Fat Pat would have gotten to him? Maybe. I Fat mean, Pat was more of the stuffer, right? Yeah, I mean, he yeah, he was the fat guy. He was <laughs> God bless him, no tackle. Of the stuffer. That is just he great. was Fat Pat was great. Pat Williams is the greatest ever. Um hold on a second. Who was the other linebacker then? So it was <laughs> This is amazing. EJ Henderson this was team. the middle linebacker on that team. Greenway was out. You're right. So who else would have been the linebacker? Oh, Ben Lieber. Oh, he Ben Lieber played in the game, but he did not. Oh, yeah, two strikes. Okay, Dex, take the next guess. We, we need we have two more left. Three left. Three left. I feel like there might be like a sleep, like a safety or a corner that got after it on a blitz. <laughs> now you're just. I, I no, you might be right. The 2006 Vikings, like these are some random dudes too. Yeah. Like the defense, like this was anywhere between 08 and current. I think I'd be able to nail these. But the, was Darren Sharper there? No, uh, he was there, right? He, he was, was still there. there. He was there. He played in this game. <sighs> this is brutal. Yeah, I don't know. All right. I'm going to buzz you guys. Time's up. All right. Napoleon Harris oh. was one of the linebackers. He was one of the linebackers. That's right. Pat Williams did get to the quarterback. Ah! Okay. And then the other one left here, if I remember right, he was more notorious for, I think, he got arrested because he like put a plastic bag over his girlfriend's head or something. Oh, Darian, Darian Scott. Scott! No, the kid's head, right? Is that the kid's head? It, it oh was. I think God. his. I think his girlfriend or wife got home and and he said he was just playing around. We're just playing around. It's a Cub Foods That's bag. That's right. Like, over 
little I Billy's head. I forgot about Darian Scott. Uh, okay. Anyways, there it is. We're gonna we're gonna. I love the fact that I had Rick Meyer playing in a game ten years after he <laughs> left the Seahawks. That folks, that is old age right there. I think we should we should you Tom know we Brady. Should do? That's crap. We should do uh, we should do random season recall once in a while on Purple Daily here and just try to try yeah. to do some Vikings polls. I like It'll be it. fun during the the season. So, all right, that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us. Click on that subscribe button on youtube.com slash purple daily podcast and leaving a positive review on Apple Podcasts. And go check out the all new scorenorth.com to scornorth.com where you can find Purple Daily, Judd's Vikings articles, and also Mackie and Judd episodes, The Scoop with Doogie, Royce Unchained, all kinds of stuff. So see you guys.